0: G'day humans, what's good work? Chris Funner here with Alex Freddie Williams for another edition of Wrestling All Style. Alex, how you are, mate? I'm doing good, mate. How you doing? Yeah, really good. I suppose the exciting thing is I've got a better mic quality and we've almost caught up. We're almost there, man. We're almost there. Um, yes, somehow back-to-back <laughs> eight-day work weeks in a one-month period does not help.
1: No, no, and we've got some pretty good humans out there. They're pretty forgiving.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I suppose with that being said, how goes the Oxfam challenge?
1: Pretty good, man. I set myself a secret little goal to pass the, 100, the first 100 kilometres in November in seven days, and... I did exactly 100 kilometers in seven days, so pretty stoked about that. I surpassed my donation goal of 500 as well, which is good, but um, if you go onto my Twitter or my Instagram, just check out my, my bio and my Instagram. You'll be able to find a link if you want to donate more because, yeah, I'm not stopping until de- December 1st. And boy, am I sunburnt.
0: <laughs> oh. How do you not have sunscreen,
1: honestly? Uh, I'm blessed with uh, half of my genetics means that I don't really get sunburnt. I just turn really brown. So thank you, mum, for those genetics. But I do put on sunscreen. I just, um, yeah, I go red for one night and then... The next day, I look like a bronze god. Well, (laughs) maybe not a capital G in that one. (laughs) Ooh, yeah.
0: Uh, (laughs) Not really much news outside of the TV this week. Was there anything else you wanted to touch on, or should we get straight into it?
1: I think... um... We'll have to wait for next week's wrap because I'm really excited to hear about AEW's video game announcement,
0: which is coming up. Um, have they set a price in Australian dollars? No, they haven't even announced what it
1: is yet. They're going to make some big YouTube announcement for AEW games. That's all we know at the moment. So the rumour is at the moment that it's going to be, like, there's going to be a mobile game, which is like a fantasy booker sort of thing, which should be fun. And hey, then, that
0: was our idea.
1: <laughs> yeah, we should get royalties on that, please. Um, and then there's the normal video game, which will be, like, a simulation for consoles and stuff. Uh, yeah. I, would ass- I would assume it might be a- available for PCs as well. A lot of players in that AEW roster.
0: Well, I can tell you this much. I'd honestly put down money on that before I ever put down money on another 2K game.
1: Yeah, I- I'm waiting for, like, Boxing Day sales and prices to drop on 2K Battlegrounds because... I've heard really good things about it, but like, not too many people are talking about it either.
0: Yeah, and to be fair, that's not really my style of um wrestling game. No,
1: nah, like, it, it sounds like the sort of game that I'll play for like one day and then be like, oh, do I want to play it again tomorrow?
0: Uh, nah, maybe not. I'm sure it'd be fun if you hadn't mates over who were playing with you but otherwise it sort of sounds a bit boring to be honest yeah yeah it could get real old real quick but from there we get into the wrap itself alex did you do any extra homework this week
1: i did not go above and beyond this week um you could almost say i was like somewhat bare minimum on some of
0: these No, I wasn't sure if NXT UK would bring you back in or not
1: Oh, hell no Like, if they put on another five-star match And I hear about it afterwards I'll go
0: check it out But, yeah, it has to be something special to bring me back Fair enough Well, enough gilly-dallying Let's get on to it Wednesday, November the 4th For Impact Wrestling Impact Start off with a Impact Knockouts Championship match Diana Perrazzo defeated Sue Young, the champion, by DQ, meaning Sue Young retains. Next was a singles match. Chris Bay defeated Trey Miguel. Following that, Doc Gallows defeated Ethan Page. Next was a singles match. Johnny Swinger defeated Cody, Cody Dina. And in the main event, a tag team match, Eric Young and Sammy Callahan, who had Ken Shamrock by ringside, defeated Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan. Uh, your thoughts, Alex?
1: Yeah. Uh, pretty average episode of Impact, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I sort of have to agree there as well. Uh, some of the key points I have coming out of this one was, um, locker room talk is still trash.
1: Oh, I'd be good if Madison Rain wasn't on it.
0: Um. Did Detective Dreamer ever play Cluedo as a child? <laughs> he's, he's, um he's a bit rusty at it, I think. Um, some of the small positives I had was Moose is great. Could he be the future of this company? Ah, uh, yeah, definitely.
1: I think it's stupid that he's not the world champion
0: right now. Yeah, well, he did did call out the world champ. Yeah, well and he. The-
1: uh, I just think he's a more interesting draw as world champion than a richest one is, like, no offence to him.
0: Yeah, and then the um, main point I thought coming out of this show was that Impact's women's division is still so much better than AEW, possibly even better than Ring of Honor or WWE right now too. Uh, No disrespect to Kellyanne, but there isn't really much of
1: a Ring of Honor women's division to talk about. So I think definitely better than them. And WWE, well, they got a lot of talented people, but they're just not doing anything. So yeah, I think Impact has the best women in the world right now. Um, The only one that could get close, if done right, is AEW but I don't think that's happening anytime soon.
0: Um, Do you have any other quick thoughts, or should we go to uh, where we put our thumbs this week?
1: Honestly, it was just such a forgettable show for me. Um, Like, they had the follow-up with the Who Shot Bravo thing, and lo and behold, he's not dead, folks, so you can stop complaining about impact killing a guy. Um but yeah, yeah, it was just it was ordinary for me.
0: Yeah, uh fun sideways for me, sort of a, a nothing show I expected more coming out of Bound for Glory this week and the follow-up for Bravo, but it's just gone straight to comedy.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um They have they had to go comedy with it because no one would take it seriously if they weren't serious with it.
0: But, yeah, it's just run of the mill. It's thumbs in the middle for me. Yeah, I mean, the amount of comedy they went giving Dreamer an actual Sherlock Holmes get-up. Yeah, yeah. um... One thing I'm surprised you didn't touch on was Heath Slater going to sign the contract and they are like, oh, hang on, you need to do a physical because we're worried about your leg. Yeah, I I like that. It's a
1: good touch, isn't it? Yeah. It makes sense, but come on. Like, wasn't the stipulation he gets a contract if he, if him and Rhino, him or Rhino won the match? So now you're just going back on your word. So therefore, Heath should be able to, sh- should be able to sue Impact Wrestling. So, Deanna, lend Heath your lawyer, would you?
0: Yeah. Um, Moving on from there, we go to Thursday, November the 5th, 2020 for WWE NXT US. Singles match to kick off the show, the heartbreak kicked Dakota Kai with big lady cool Raquel Gonzalez, defeats Amber Moon. Next, Kushida defeated Cameron Grimes, followed by a tag team match, Ever-Rise, Chase Parker and Matt Marnell versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. ended in a no contest because Pat McCafe and his guys became involved. Uh, Co-main event of the night was a singles match. Tony Storm defeats Tank Girl Shotzi Blackheart, and in the main event, Tommaso Ciampa defeated Velveteen Dream. Alex, your thoughts on NXT US?
1: Yeah, Pat McAfee's the best promo in wrestling right now. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> he re- uh I just find his promos to be so, like... He's got so much charisma. I really love the pairing. Well, not necessarily pairing, but him being with three guys that really don't have any promo ability at all in Dunn, Birch, and Lorcan, and him sort of being the mouthpiece for those guys. I love that. Um, Can we just give up on Velveteen Dream already? Like... I don't want to delve too deep into the problems about him, but like everyone knows now, just stop even stop putting him on your telly. Like, like no one thinks of him as a credible threat anymore. Like just give up on it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Thank God Ember Moon lost because she just doesn't do it for me in NXT at the
0: moment. Can I just say, she lost clean. Yeah. So I thought Raquel was going to get involved, but she really didn't. Like, what the hell was the point of bringing Ember back to lose to Dakota?
1: Uh, I I think it's obvious that they're just... She's eventually going to get a win back. It's just the start of a feud sort of thing. Um. Yeah, I I think it'll just lead to more matches down the road, and hopefully they have better chemistry than that match, because I thought it was kind of meh for my
0: liking. I thought Uh, it was all right. It just sort of dragged on for what it was. It went nearly 20 minutes, I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. We don't
0: need 20-minute matches on a two-hour show. No. when it's not for a championship or something big at stake when it's just your opening match, here you are on one day's notice.
1: Honestly, I'm under the I'm under a kind of old school studio belief of we don't even need more than fifteen minute matches on TV. Save it all for your pay per views or yeah. your big events or like even your TV specials. But like yeah, Things like this just doesn't do it for me. I just end up getting bored. I still think um, Drake Maverick and Killian Dane are one of my biggest highlights on um, Thursday
0: mornings. What about um, Gargano's at home? Any more thoughts on that?
1: <sighs> I wanted to s- speed along already, but... I, I don't mind Johnny in the role. Something about Candace just
0: doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I still got no time for this. However, Candace actually redeemed herself to me this week. <laughs> wow. It, hang on, because during the match with Tony Storm, Shotzi goes to do a top rope springboardy thing and pretty much nearly lands on her neck. Did you notice yeah. this? yeah yeah I did see that What happened there? Was Tony out positioned or did she slip or did the ref bump the rope or uh,
1: I think it just would have been a you've had oily men wrestle on the ring all night and just yeah a bit of oil on the ropes. the old matt side
0: old side owl trick, you know killing and Dane that big beefy man with all his baby oil. <laughs> Well, there could be a
1: lot of sweat on the ropes as well. and You know, Killian Dane could be
0: a sweaty guy, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, however, after the match, Candace destroys the tank. Hooray!
1: Yeah, you realise it's just going to lead to Tank Girl getting a bigger tank.
0: She already had a bigger tank for some promo thing.
1: Oh, those were the worst things ever. Thank God she's gotten better on promos since then, but um, yeah, her in ring has been getting better. I think that she has a lot of potential, but there are times where yeah, she's still a little bit um, how you say the color of her hair, um, but yeah, yeah, she she's still a bit green, but she's getting into the role. I think. Out of... You're going to hate me saying this, but I think she has the brightest future out of all the women in NXT right now. Shotzi. Because, yep. I think when... Um, if she ever goes up, they're going to use her to death.
0: Her or Dakota, I'd say it'd be one and two at the moment. Yeah. Um I just see because
1: Shotzi could you know, get into a serious feud or, like, title contention, but could also do a lot of the main roster goofy stuff, you know? Like, she could do a lot of the main roster comedy crap that they love to give people, you know? So she'll end up having, like, a really good main roster run if she gets called up.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I'm not saying good in terms of what we have to watch but they'll
0: definitely use her. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. Um so for me thumbs down this week. What about yourself? Oh, uh,
1: yeah. Such a disappointing follow-up to what I thought was the best well, a contender of the best TV wrestling show episode of the year. So, yeah, I'm going to have to give it a thumbs down. Not the follow-up I was after.
0: And then from there, also on Thursday, November 5th, All Elite Wrestling Dynamite. Did you like The Fuse?
1: Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. This is... Before we get into it, this is the least interested I've ever been in any go-home show before a pay-per-view in recent memory. And that includes, like... WWE stuff because, like, I grade WWE stuff on the curve. I'm normally not that interested for most of their stuff anyway.
0: So, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get into it. On that note, then, can I point out it's not even the true go home? Well, what is? Friday Night Dynamite, baby. (laughs) What was Friday Night? No, no. Friday Night Dark. Was there? Yes. Secret Friday this... Night Dark again.
1: This is the first I've heard of it.
0: <laughs> oh well. I didn't watch either.
1: Good work, AEW social media team. I follow all your stuff and I still didn't know about it. You know when it pops up
0: for us though. Oh picture. Saturday and picture. No no, picture and picture. Yeah. All right. Right,
1: yep, when I have my pee breaks. (laughs) Dog breaks. Yep.
0: Ah, well. Anyway, results were tag team match MJF and Wardlow defeated Inner Circle members Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. Next, a singles match where Miro, who had Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford in his corner, defeated Trent, who had Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Following that was a tag team match. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, defeated Private Party, Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. A singles match where Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero defeated Red Velvet, who had Brandy Rose in her corner, and the main event, a six man tag team match. Cody and the Gun Club, Austin Gunn, and Billy with Arn Anderson defeated Colt, Co- Colt Cabana and the Dark Order members of John Silver and Ten. Uh, your thoughts on Go Home Dynamite, Alex? Whoever's idea was to
1: make that the main event before a pay-per-view, should be severely punished. My God, did I hate that. Why are we closing the, like, go-home episode with an Austin gun match? My God. Hi. Oh, I hate that dude so much. What? <laughs> oh, he's, just, he's got that face, man. He's got that face. And, like, the fact that they're trying to make him a baby face just doesn't work for me. He will be a killer when he's a heel because he looks like an annoying D-bag.
0: Um, well, I thought Austin looked good. I believe this is his first match on Dynamite itself where he's been doing mostly dark singles or dark tags with his dad, Billy. Um... I suppose, other than the fact it was in the main event, what did you think of Austin's in-ring work? He's pretty good. He's pretty good. Um,
1: The main thing I took out of the, well, the babyface team is that I kind of want Billy to have a singles run.
0: Just one last singles run. Somebody ring up the ace and have that rematch. like. Even if Billy
1: just got a TNT title match on an episode of Dynamite, I would love that. Even if it's just something as simple as that. Yeah. Um, Austin did look good. He's got a lot of potential. Um, I just think he's miscast as a baby face because he just screams
0: heel to me. He's so obnoxious. Well, I suppose screaming. Yeah. We go to Vicky Guerrero screaming at Sheeta ringside. Absolutely horrible. No buys. Yeah. Um, I gave this, like,
1: I'm not even going to say half assed attempt at a feud between Nyla and Sheeta. It would be like quarter assed attempt of a feud between Nyla and Sheeta for this pay-per-view. I gave it a pass because I thought the in-ring would be good. But this promo just made me, even, made me just hate everything about it. It's like, no, nah, if you can't put together a decent women's feud, just don't have a women's match. I know you're going to cop a lot of grief for it online, but it's about it's about quality, not quantity. So just if you can't put together something good, just don't bother because this was just lazy and just, generic like auto booker mode
0: yeah i'd agree there too uh however i thought the kenny omega and hangman adam page sit downs were great perfect loved
1: um loved the music they used for that uh what's the band cinderella yeah yeah for the music video and stuff oh so good as well um Hangman and Kenny, that is your money for the next two to three years.
0: Yeah, I completely agree there. I'm surprised it's sort of taken so long to get there, but I suppose that they had a plan and they've sort of stuck to their plan for the most part of the year during this whole empty arena phase. So um, why change course now?
1: Yeah, I appreciate them sticking to their guns and, doing a lot of long-term booking
0: yeah um my final positive was AEW's four-man booth is the only four-man booth i want to listen to well other than the 2019 new japan english team
1: yeah i i I still find jr incredibly annoying really yeah Um, um it's just really obvious when he doesn't like something and we'll talk about it when we get to full gear, but yeah, he just comes across so sarcastic and it takes away from what's happening when he's watching something he doesn't like. Or like he always buries like Wardlow. If Wardlow tries to go up the top and do a high five maneuver, he, whenever hangman wrestles, he tries to, he always buries Hangman for trying to do high flying maneuvers. It just annoys me so much. Yeah, he's like a guy his size shouldn't be doing that. A guy with Hangman's hidden power shouldn't be trying to do that. Shut up, Jim. Go back to Twitter where
0: you're being an old perv. Speaking of Jims, uh, no, no. Moving on. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: damn.
0: I go to this uh, thumbs up. What about yourself? Thumbs
1: in the middle for me. I, it just didn't sell me. It just didn't sell me, man. Oh. And the Young Bucks FTR feud sucks so much. And it shouldn't.
0: It should yeah, be I've really sort of, good. I've sort of saved a lot of my criticism for, for the pay-per-view for that talk. But um, yeah, thumbs we'll up for me. That. Thumbs sideways for you. Uh, We go through to Saturday, November the 7th, 2020. WWE presents SmackDown. God, I hate this song. And I'm so happy they didn't choose a better ACDC song. Yeah,
1: imagine if they chose like an Akadaka classic and it just gets burnt into, into your brain for associating it with horrible wrestling that you start hating all the classics.
0: Yeah. For those about to rock fire, we salute you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Imagine that. Except, and then it's just immediately followed up with, oh, my, it's
0: boss time. <laughs> yes, as we get into the results. So, opening was a WWE. SmackDown Women's Championship Match. Sasha Banks, the champion, defeats Bayley. Next is Su- Survivor Series Men's Qualifying Match. King Corbin defeats Rey Mysterio, who had Dominic Mysterio ringside. A Survivor Series Qualifying Women's Match. Triple. A Survivor Series Qualifying Triple Threat Women's Match. Ruby Wright t- defeats Natalia and Zelina Vega. A Survivor Series Men's Qualifying Match. Seth Rollins defeats Otis. And in the main event, a single match, Jay Uso defeats Kevin Owens. Uh, Alex, your thoughts on SmackDown? Um, it's same
1: old thing. Uh, Sasha Banks and Bayley, fantastic stuff. Jey Uso, Roman Reigns, and now, by the looks of things, Kevin Owens, fantastic stuff.
0: Everything else can get effed. Yeah, that's sort of what this show is. It it booked end with two great um, matches, segments, storylines, and then the centre of it was just... It was just trash. And the fact these Survivor Series qualifying matches are taking place and most of the people winning were on the opposite brand last month is completely stupid. Like, I don't recall a time where I've cared so little about Survivor Series. Oh... I guess, but,
1: um, yeah, yeah. the whole placement of the draft, we've talked about that before, it's just ridiculous. But, you know, they've got to do the qualifying matches. It has to happen. I just wish that would make it a little bit more interesting. Maybe, you know, tell us why a brand wants to win. What does a brand get? How about you just say, like, the women's Survivor Series match the winning brand gets the number 30 spot for the women's rumble. And then for the men's match, the winning brand gets the number 30 spot for the men's rumble. Just something as simple like that, or like the losing brand has to have the number one and two entrance in the rumble. Like have the pay-per-views built into each other as sim- as simple as that is steaks man. steaks and not what Otis eats. Not those sort of steaks.
0: Yeah. Um I suppose the last thing we can talk about is Otis's border earth. Uh, honestly, where to next?
1: Um main event, that's still a thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's still a thing. Yeah, main event, okay. the T V show, not the main event is SmackDown. <laughs>
1: No, no, not as long as that serious stuff is happening at the top of the card. Um, oh, they could do a whole redemption thing, but I don't know if they care enough about Otis to do it.
0: Yeah. Um, last point I had here, which is positive again, was Sasha and Bayley is single-handedly carrying the entire WWE women's division at the moment.
1: Yeah, yeah. But like, now but I still have a lot of issues with Sasha Banks
0: Boo Boo Face?
1: Oh not just that. Like yeah, that's a part of it. But she's the just rumble not...
0: where she was kicking someone and the camera zoomed in on her and she stopped kicking to look over her shoulder.
1: Uh, oh, it's just she's
0: <laughs> yeah, but she's just not likable at all
1: as a baby face for me.
0: Oh, the like, roles. Yeah, the roles are completely reversed.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, Bailey is a fantastic heel, I think. She's, like, very old school, in a sense, with her heel work. And she's not afraid to get heat. But, like, Sasha just... She's not likable, for me. She just seems like she's a bad person. Like, shoot. Maybe. like. Uh, she might be a wonderful human outside the ring, but like I've seen stuff like I've watched, oh, don't ask me why, but before Hell in a Cell, I watched her on, um, I think it was like the bump or something. And wow. it, I just had it on in the background, just put it on. And they're just like, oh, so what do you think about this match coming up with Bailey? And she's talking about it and she's like, well, everyone knows I'm the best women's wrestler on the roster right now. It's like that's not what a babyface would say. A babyface would not say like everybody knows I'm the best. They would say, I believe I'm the best right now. You know, it's a fine little line. But like she just came across sounding so arrogant. Oh, and it was on she was on talking smack doing the same thing. Don't ask me why I'm watching these things. I don't know. I probably need a social life.
0: <laughs> Lockdown does crazy things to you. Exactly. But um, yeah, every time,
1: every time I've seen her in a situation where it's pretty obvious that it's an unscripted environment and they're putting her into situations where she has to come up on the fly with babyface promos She ends up just cutting a natural heel promo. So maybe she shouldn't be a freaking baby face.
0: Yeah, I think so. Uh, Overall Smackdown this week, thumbs down.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. Big thumbs down.
0: Uh, We go on to Saturday, November 7th, 2020. Over to Japan for New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Power Struggle. Alex, did you watch?
1: Yes, I did. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Why did I do this? Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I feel the same. Um, might as well get into it and then we can talk. Uh, six pay per view matches. So the opening match was for the provisional New Japan Pro Wrestling King of Pro Wrestling trophy, a no corner pads match where defeated Zack Sabre Jr. by count-out. Next, the Never Openweight Championship was on the line, as Minoru Suzuki, the champion, was defeated by Shingo Takage. A, a special singles match, where Kazuchika Okada defeated the Great-O Khan with Will Ospreay in Khan's corner by referee's decision. The... Uh, fourth match of the night was for the IWGP United States Heavyweights Briefcase where Kenta, the briefcase holder, defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi. Co-main event of the night for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and IWGP Intercontinental Championship briefcase match at Wrestle Kingdom. Kota Ibushi, the briefcase holder, was defeated by Jay White who had Gato in his corner. And in the main event of the night, the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championship double title match, Tatsuya Naito, the champion, defeats Evil with Dick to go in his corner. Alex, the floor is yours, my friend. This whole pay...
1: Oh, it's not a pay-per-view, technically. This whole event, power struggle, was the most paint-by-numbers generic Japanese wrestling show I've ever seen. Like, everything that happened could have been easily predicted, except for maybe one thing. But if you think about it, it was probably always going to happen anyway. Oh, man. Um, and, of course, I'm referencing Jay White winning the briefcase.
0: Yeah, so going through match by match here, uh, Yano, the Yano King of Pro Wrestling title stuff is starting to get old, and- why were their corner pads still attached in a no corner pad match?
1: Yeah. Just uh, get rid of it. Just get rid of this stupid title that never should have been made. Never?
0: Well, that's the next match. Yeah. <laughs> Where I thought she, uh, Suzuki and Takage just have that it, uh, it factor together. They seem to have great in-ring chemistry.
1: Yeah, they have a really they have really good matches. But, like, it's kind of the curve, you know? Like, I'm grading on the curve. Like, I expect half of these matches to be good. So I can't really praise them for e- surpassing my expectations on that. Wow. I think the result was really predictable because for some reason they don't like booking Suzuki into a half-decent spot before Wrestle Kingdom.
0: Yeah. Uh, from there, I thought... Khan was fine in this match and it's just going to take time for me to decide whether or not I like this new persona
1: Love everything about it except his gear, change your gear you goof
0: Yeah, it's very <laughs> Indie-rific
1: Yeah It's like if Sabu's gear threw up and created more gear
0: uh, From there I thought both briefcase case matches were good and was sort of shocked but Abushi lost
1: yeah like I sort of thought about it and I was like ah it's pretty obvious if I thought about it longer and harder and if I spent more time thinking about it before this but I didn't because I just didn't care about this show going into it um, it, it's kind of obvious that you'd want like this whole Kota Abushi never beats Jay White thing to culminate at Wrestle Kingdom. And I think that's where we're going, night two.
0: Yeah, maybe. Um, The last thought I have here is, okay, can Naito and Evil never fight again? I'm so done with this.
1: If you think about it, I'm thinking they're going to have a match at Wrestle Kingdom night two please no. If you th- think about it, they've been teasing the Jay White evil thing for a while, right? So I could see them trying to maybe Jay White and evil on night one. Evil has nothing to do night two. So just put him versus Naito after Naito drops the belt, the belts to Ibushi.
0: Maybe I'm not sure. Oh man. Uh, I thought, Overall, the in-ring delivered, apart from the opener and the main event, so I gave it a thumbs up. I gave it a thumbs down. Yeah. It was just, like,
1: good wrestling and all that, but it's it's an expectations thing, you know? I was hoping to see something that would stand out and nothing stood out for me. Maybe Jay White winning the briefcase, but... don't know if i really wanted that to begin with
0: fair enough so from there we go to sunday november the 8th 2020 for all elite all elite wrestling's full gear did you happen to watch the pre-show at all i sure did oh boy good (sighs) because it featured the nwa world women's championship where serena d the champion defeated allison k a former NWA World Women's Champion. Um, onto the pay-per-view itself. Start off with the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Final Match where Kenny Omega defeats Hangman Adam Page. A singles match where Orange Cassidy defeated John Silver. A AEW TNT Championship match where Darby Allin defeats Cody Rose, who had Arn in his corner. So Darby defeating Cody, the champion, becomes the new champion. An AEW Women's World Championship match. Hikaru Shida defeats Nola Rose, who had Vicky Guerrero in her corner. A, an AEW World Tag Team Championship match. FTR, Cash Wheeler and Dax Hardwood, the champions, were defeated by the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson, who become the new champions. An Elite Deletion match. Matt Hardy defeats Sammy Guevara. A singles match, MJF, defeats Chris Jericho. And an AEW World Championship I Quit match where Jon Moxley, the champion, defeats Eddie Kingston. Your thoughts here, Alex? There was only one bad match on this pay-per-view for my liking.
1: Oh, boy. Um, Go ahead, man. Which one? MJF versus Jericho was a waste of time. And Jericho looked, like, completely gassed, like, a minute into the match. And maybe, I'm not going to delve too deep into it, but maybe I was in a negative mind frame, uh, state of mind, because of Jericho's tweets during the week. I will not get into it, because they are political. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just
0: kind of hate Chris Jericho now. Okay, well, I didn't see any of that, so that's probably going to affect my opinion. Yeah. Um, Things I learnt from this (laughs) pay-per-view, the NWA women's division is greater than the AEW women's division. Like, where does Thunder Rosa lie? Because she came out in the post-match to have a stare-down with Serena. Is she still NWA, or is she AEW?
1: Well, Billy Corgan said she's stuck with NWA until 2022.
0: Oh, for f-
1: jeez! So, like, and Cody said in like some press conference thing that he's looking forward to doing more stuff, more talent exchanges with the NWA. So, you know, AEW needs a stronger women's roster. So, how about we borrow some of your women in return? You can have some of ours. You can put the title on one of ours if you want. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, The whole Thunder Rosa thing's really confusing, but apparently she was never done with NWA and that was all fake news.
0: Oh, for God's sake. This... Okay. Let's open this can of worms. You said a couple of weeks back that you would have preferred Thunder Rosa to put the NWA women's title on the line against Sheeta and Thunder Rosa wins, so they're one apiece, meaning yeah. they're going to put both titles on the line in a third match where it's a winner-take-all thing, and Thunder Rosa possibly would have won that. Yeah. Or, or, you, or you do,
1: like, an outrageous like 30-minute time limit draw or something.
0: Jeez. Uh, I don't know. I, it, you know. It just makes me angry. Um Serena D versus Alison K was pretty good though. Oh, yeah, sorry. No um <laughs> discredit to the ladies there. By far one of the better matches of the night, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the he- the heavy rumour is that AK Alison K like impressed a lot of people and we could expect her to see a contract with a see her sign a contract with AEW very soon. Fingers crossed. Ooh, uh yeah, she's, she's a different sort of women's wrestler. She's very technical, but she's got a lot of power. Uh, not what we really have in the AEW women's division, if we have anything at all.
0: So uh, let me just try to list off her companies off the top of my head. Uh, TNA Impact, Global Force Wrestling, NWA. I'm pretty sure she might have done a Mae Young Classic in there as well for the WWE. Yep.
1: yep. Uh, Also, uh, she's had a Ring of Honor appearance. Um, Wow, yeah. She she was just on Bloodsport, and she's also had appearances on Lucha Underground.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely someone, if they can sign from the NWA, they need to sign because their division is lacking. Uh... She's,
1: and like... And the best thing about her is not her in ring. She is a she's a sensational promo. She is like female Eddie Kingston. Basically. Like. Yeah. I'm not trying to say she looks like him because she, obviously, uh, I should probably stop burying myself here. Um But she she um has this sense of realness whenever she speaks and it sort of translates and helps with her matches in the ring as well so yeah she's a must get especially with her experience they just need experience in their division
0: yeah Um, so I suppose leaving the uh, women's division Kenny versus Hangman is everything I've wanted from Omega in AEW let's hope we get more of it
1: Yeah, uh, I said to someone uh, who messaged me about this match and I just pretty much said, this was the perfect first chapter of a book because they did not use everything they had for this match, but they still had a great match. This is going to be a multi-year storyline with, you know half a dozen matches in there. I would assume like there's going to be a lot of matches between these two guys moving forward. This is just the first chapter. So I kind of was expecting a more longer sort of Epic match between these two, but then I thought about it. It's like, they don't need to do it just yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, to be honest, Orange Casty and John Silver, I thought had no place on this pay per view. What?
1: You serious? I thought that was one of the best matches of the night.
0: I'll agree with you there, but I thought for a nine match pay per view, including a half hour pre show that was nothing but hype, we could have done with some trimming of the fat.
1: Uh, I think they needed this because they made a star with this match. Like, I, I think they rewarded a guy who has recently gotten so super over out of nowhere just because of his BTE skits. And now they're rewarding him with some TV time, and now he gets a pay per view match, and he absolutely crushed it. Um, John Silver's just a genuine highlight. Um, uh, we had a discussion last week about Orange Cassidy always losing, by the way. Yeah, he won at the last pay per view, yeah, but he beat Pac on pay per view think he's undefeated on pay-per-view
0: yeah but my point was more or less that when it comes time to a championship match he's losing like he does have a good win-loss record and he does have good uh showings on pay-per-view and on tv for that matter it's just when it comes time to the championship matches he loses
1: yeah uh, well that's only been like three matches that's fine it was against guys that he shouldn't be beating anyway.
0: Which... Speaking of guys who shouldn't be beating, what the hell was this decision? Darby beats Cody. What the actual F?
1: What's wrong with it, though? Like, heard, it's it's a heard... story they've been telling for like a year. So like it kind of makes sense. I'm not saying it was the right decision, but it's definitely something they've always had it in the works because of their this long term rivalry between the two
0: yeah, like you had Brody defeat Cody, who seemed to be going somewhere different with this title. Cody comes back next week, beats Brody, has it for what maybe a month or two at. Best and then loses to Derby. Yeah, I don't, I don't see why we needed this U turn to Cody. Like, maybe we shouldn't have put the title on Brody. No, the, it's blatantly obvious. Like, the reason Brody
1: got the title is because Cody had to go away filming for a couple of months or the, like a the, month or whatever it was
0: then why not put it on Derby then?
1: Because you want to save it for the pay-per-view I don't don't know Uh, I
0: thought it was
1: stupid in hindsight I thought this was also one of the better matches of the night not one of the best but one of the better ones I really enjoyed it I thought the storytelling of um of how this is, like, the fourth match in a four-match series between these two guys. The first match was a time limit draw. Then they had two other epic matches, which sort of Cody just scraped by the, you know, scrapings of his teeth, just squeaked out a win. And this time, like, Darby finally got his win over Cody after, like, a year. And I thought it was a really well-told, like, long-term story, but I'm alone on that one. I think I might be alone on a lot of opinions on this pay-per-view.
0: Well, I'll tell you something that I don't think you're alone on is Nyla versus Sheeta. Like, it was good, but I didn't think it was as good as their first pay-per-view.
1: I don't think it was meant to be, to be honest. Uh,
0: then... What is the point of half this show, then, if you keep saying, I don't think it was supposed to be that, to be honest? Well, it's just
1: one match. Like, (laughs) it's just one of the matches. I'd not say... It's the the only one of these matches that I think wasn't designed to be an epic. It was designed to be a come-down.
0: Yeah. I Uh, I thought they did a
1: good job just they just didn't have the time and i honestly don't believe they deserved the time so it's fine (laughs) what about
0: ftr versus the bucks
1: uh match of the year contender really yeah yeah i've read your notes but uh yeah i'm sticking to my guns i think it was just masterful storytelling if you think about it um, what happens within the first seconds? Of, well, first of all, what's the revival, the revival's catchphrase from WWE? No flips, just fists. What happens within the first five minutes of this match?
0: I don't know what.
1: Uh, what's his name? I always get their names mixed up because they're kind of similar. One? Yeah, FTR Bald. Uh, <laughs> Dax? Dax. All right, I think. let's go with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the other one's Cash, and Cash sounds like Dash, which is what he used to be. But Dax sounds like Dash, so I get confused. But, um, yeah, so Dax punches the post, and his fist gets all cut up. So they can't use their fists anymore. And they lose the match, by having to resort to using a flip. I thought it was brilliant. And also, like, bravo... uh, Jesus, you just said his name. Um, Cash for his Springboard 450. I thought it looked sensational.
0: Yeah, like, I thought it undelivered for the hype. The build was rather fast, considering the fans have wanted it for so long. And well, the rules.
1: Te- technically, it's been like a five month build.
0: Sort of, yeah. 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 yeah Teasing. But the the five month
1: tease. <laughs> yeah, that's what it's felt like the whole time.
0: I'm not denying that the feud sucked. Um, And the rules, like, I don't recall this being a tornado, has rules matched by FTR? Like, aren't the Bucks supposed to use tag ropes and not double team? Um.
1: Yeah, but they had a 10 count every time because uh, championship matches, there's a 10 count before you have to get it back on the apron. I thought it was five. No, it's the championship rule. JR has been banging on about that since the very first tag team title match when SCU won it. Every tag team title match, every time the tag team titles are on the line, there's the 10 count rule. To okay. allow us playoff bullcrap, whatever they mean. But
0: yeah, yeah. Like, just keep it at five. Yeah, if you need 10 seconds to get your your stuff in, maybe
1: <laughs> don't. Uh, I get what they're trying to
0: do by trying to
1: make, like, the actual in-ring work of a title match feel slightly different from a regular tag team match. But yeah, I don't know.
0: Um, the elite deletion match. What can I say? But yes,
1: yeah, that it was pretty. It
0: was pretty good. It was really good at times. My only um, criticism would be that it needed more Skarsgård. I think we got
1: enough of Skarsgård.
0: Skarsgård literally did
1: a run-in basically just <laughs> jumped out of nowhere Um, yeah. um I don't know how many people have even seen it but like two years ago on the WWE Network they did a House Hardy Halloween special, right? Yes and it finished with Hurricane Helm's getting kidnapped. And we never got to find out what happened. But we finally got to find out what happened here. (laughs) Because Hurricane shows up and he's like being strangled by like a masked guy and it's revealed to be Gangrel. And (laughs) And Hurricane says something like, Matt, why haven't you been helping me? It's been two years. And Matt's just like, it's long-term booking. Ah." Oh,
0: man, I haven't seen Gangrel in ages. I thought he looked really good. (laughs) What was the name he was using? Was it Vampire Warrior at one stage? Yeah, Vampire Warrior. Good old David
1: Heath. I found out recently that was his real name. That was... Weird,
0: <laughs> life changing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he, I thought he looked pretty good. He could have. Gosh, I'd rather him be part of. Um, oh, I'd rather him be Sir Sir Pentico's tag team partner than Luther.
0: <laughs> oh, who was it? That was it. Was it a AEW one week in the crowd, and everyone thought that he was joining All Elite Wrestling. Was it Raven?
1: Oh, yeah, Raven. Yeah, that would have been so good if he was someone's manager. Give... Oh, if Lance Archer got Raven instead of Jake Roberts. Oh, would have been so much better.
0: Who would you put Raven with from the current AEW roster then? Lance Archer. No, I mean, who doesn't have a manager? Um...
1: If you turn Derby heel,
0: yeah, I suppose our character sort of works for a twenty first century take on it,
1: yeah, like it's kind of similar sort of cultures, really, like the grunge thing and the skateboarding thing, so it could mesh um no one else sort of stands out. <laughs> But the whole thing with Raven back in the day was he'd take like clean cut baby faces and turn them into like dirty, like grunge looking heels. And you know, Scotty Riggs is no more now, he's just Riggs and he's got an eye patch and cut off denim shorts. Billy Kidman's no longer a young, fresh baby face now, he's just called Kidman and he scratches his head all the time. So, yeah. You know, just give him Will Hobbs. Give him Lufa. It actually would work, but.
0: But. Luth is just bad. Give him Woofer and Abaddon. And it can be. The oh, new Raven's be flock.
1: Abaddon would actually be good for him. Yeah, that. Actually, yeah, change all my answers to Abaddon.
0: <laughs> uh what is Raven doing nowadays?
1: Uh. I don't know, but he should have a job in the industry.
0: Because yeah. he's got a
1: hell of a mind for it.
0: Oh, man. Oh, he's retired. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: think he wrestles. <laughs> yeah. Like, him as, like, a bloody agent or, like, a writer or something would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, he hasn't done anything since twenty late 2014. Oh, well that's sad. Anywho. <laughs> yeah. Uh main event, John Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, I quit match. I just think Mox's champ is still meh.
1: Oh, he is. But I thought this match was fantastic.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Hard hitting. Similar to the match we sort of watched last week. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, so overall, AEW, we sort of ran this down a bit more because it's pay-per-view. I thought overall, thumbs down.
1: Oh, I thought two thumbs up for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
1: yeah, we've, we got different flavours, I guess. Um, <laughs> from the
0: pay-per-views, it certainly shows.
1: Yeah. Uh, the only thing I hated was the MJF versus Chris Jericho match, but I thought the finish was good.
0: Fair enough. Uh, going forward to Tuesday, November the tenth, twenty twenty, for Ring of Honor Wrestling number four hundred and seventy seven. Show opens with a pure rules turn, a pure rules tournament alternative match where Jack Dapper defeated Brian Johnson in eleven o three. The main event: a singles match of Brody King defeating Dalton Castle in fourteen thirty six. Next week sees Shane Taylor versus Kenny King and the SOS versus the Briscoes. Did you watch Ring of Honor this week, Alex? Not a chance. (laughs) Oh, boy. Um, So I thought the foundation cut a good opening promo. That's Jonathan Gresham and Jay Lethal's group. Um, Gresham did a lot of the talking there. The sit-down interviews, they also did for the pure um, tournament alternatives. So they had good matches. Dak Draper actually said that he was signed to WWE at one point. Good for him. <laughs> uh, okay, I wasn't sure if you'd recognize the name there from NXT or the PC. Or ne- whatever. Never heard of this
1: person. I watched a little bit of this episode and gave up on it. Damn. It just didn't hook me. Um, how do you have me interested in watching your show? Like what, eight weeks in a row? And does not be able to hook me for the first match after the tournament. Like, how do you not, like, announce something big, like, this,
0: last week? They've started sort of setting up matches going into um, final battle in December. At the start of the show, Gresham actually called out Rush, saying that the pure title should mean as much as the world title. Oh, so what, they're going to try to make him a triple champion? Maybe. Well, uh, last thing of note I had was that Brody King has pretty sick looking ink.
1: Yeah, get him out of Ring of Honor. Please quit that job and go
0: to AEW. Pair him with Lance Archer. Oh my God, they can be the new... What was it? What was it? Um, killer Elite Squad. Yep. Oh, what would you call them? The Elite Killers. Bang, that's money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See it works on two levels. Yeah,
1: it works on so many levels. It's great. Um I say, like I've become a bit of a Twitch fiend. I've admitted to you to this. I've admitted this to you offline before, but um yeah, I've become a bit of a Twitch fiend lately. I've watched a fair bit of AEW wrestlers on Twitch. And it seems like every time there's, like, a group game of Among Us, it's, like, nine AEW wrestlers and Brody King. (laughs) It's, It's, like... And it just makes me think, well, obviously, like, at least nine people in the AEW locker room love this guy, that he's the only person not in their company they're streaming with right now. Man... He's the right guy for them. They need him. But then they'll probably just bring him in. He'll win half a dozen squash matches, get into title contention, lose to the champion, and then not be seen for a month. Because that's what happens to big guys in AEW.
0: Yeah, where is the other Brody in AEW? Don't know. Um Overall, I enjoyed Ring of Honor this week. I gave it a thumbs up. Um, Yeah, next week will be interesting to see if they're actually going to start setting up anything for the uh, final battle pay-per-view going forward. So from there, we go to the last show. It is Tuesday, November the 10th as well for WWE Raw. Did you watch? Uh, Yeah, most of it. (laughs) it. (laughs) You lucky bastard. So results were Survivor Series qualifying triple threat match for the men. Riddle defeats Elias and Jeff Hardy. A singles match where Shayna Baszler with nine Jax in her corner defeats Lana. A tag team match with special guest referee AJ Styles. The team of Keith Lee and Riddle defeat Braun Strowman and Sheamus. A WWE United States Championship match. Bobby Lashley with MVP the champion, defeats Titus O'Neil to retain, a non-title match where Asuka defeats Nia Jax with Shayna Baszler by DQ, a singles match where Mustafa Ali, who has Mace, reckoning Teba and Slappy in his corner, defeats Ricochet, and a six-man tag team match to main event the show, the team of Drew McIntyre and the New Day members Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods defeating the team of Randy Orton, The Miz, and John Morrison. Alex, your thoughts? Um,
1: um, well, AJ Styles' promo was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. That was pretty good. I like him trying to be the captain. He's... He's now in the role of Alicia Fox, so that's cool. Um,
0: Dare I say,
1: AJ Styles. (laughs) Give uh, AJ one of Alicia Fox's old captain hats, please. (laughs) Captain Styles. Yeah, yep. Um, uh, I kind of enjoyed the stuff with Riddle as well, nicknaming everyone. And like just coming up with really bad nicknames for people, like Fireface, <laughs> Fireface, and Mongoose, and Skipper, and Ah uh, Broly, and and then Seamus is like, "Oh, I guess we're gonna call you Dopey." And Riddle's like, "Actually, bro, that's not a bad a bad name. That sort of suits me, Dopey." I I liked it. I thought. It's kind of lame but
0: it was good. Anyway. <laughs> Rest of the show happened. <laughs> How many weeks has Lana been introduced to tables now? It's 8 weeks now. Dare I say I am the table.
1: I think the table is Lana now. It's the <laughs> other way around. The Lana oh, the table the table is now saying I am the Lana.
0: Good thing they're not over in Japan using those strong Japanese tables. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I actually love the table thing. I I think it's hilarious. You know
0: where Uh, that clip comes from though, don't you?
1: Yeah, Metallica. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like some crappy like song they did with the legendary Lou Reed. I searched it up one day and found it. Yeah. It's not one of their popular songs, that's for sure. But I was more so referencing, I don't mind the Lana going through the table thing.
0: I think it's fine. Keep it going. You said eventually she's going to reverse and put someone else through a table, but I'm not sure we will. It has to culminate.
1: At WrestleMania, Lana puts Nia through a table.
0: Oh, come on. You know how petty Vince can be.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. I know, it's probably not going to have a payoff at all but I think it would be cool or even if just like one day she, uh, Naya goes to put Lana through the table but the table doesn't break and Lana just sort of bounces off and runs away
0: (laughs) oh man um I don't get why they did a DQ match and a non-title match unless they're building up for a stipulation match at TLC like It's non-title. Why are you doing a DQ? I don't understand. Because Because they're both champions. But the singles champ should be able to beat the tag champ in a singles match.
1: Yeah, ordinarily, yes. But the whole gimmick of the tag champs is that they are two really good singles wrestlers that just happen to be in a tag
0: team. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. I, I I get what you mean, but yeah, th- they probably sh- just shouldn't have booked the bloody match. Stop yeah. giving us matches for the sake of having a match. Give um, us reason.
0: Speaking of reason, why is Titus O'Neill back and why am I just hearing about this now? I
1: don't know it was pretty awful.
0: <laughs> I hate Titus. Oh, he's, a han- man.
1: he's a handsome man, apparently.
0: But I like Titus.
1: How can uh, you not
0: feel sorry for a man who gets suspended for 90 days for touching Vince McMahon's arm?
1: Oh, he should have known better. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um the last note I had was retirement is still crap. Now play my music, Slappy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, honestly, there's not much to talk about on this episode of Raw. It was just bad. I I noticed you didn't even bother to write down the 24-7 title match stuff.
0: Oh, yeah. Like I said the other week, I'm done with that ever since they actually brawled in a dumpster over that title and the title changed in a dumpster.
1: They had an actual match
0: today, though. Oh, yeah. I know. They had a match in the ring with, like, six or seven people. I'm just like... Yeah, whatever. I'm done.
1: Yeah. Uh, Old Tucker finally doesn't have night on the back of his pants now. It just has no logo whatsoever on his stuff. And now he's he's got a singlet to go along with his poor indie man jobber tights. So, Uh, oof. Uh, He tweeted out today, Four years with heavy machinery, zero titles, three weeks as a singles competitor, two championship reigns. Two? Because he won the 24-7 title twice today.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: I forgot about that. Yeah. The biggest thing that annoyed me is poor Eric from the Viking Raiders. The dude is just so talented that he shouldn't be doing this stuff. And Drew Gulak, for that matter, but Drew Gulak does the comedy stuff pretty good.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree there too. Um, Overall, I said, thumbs down, Raw.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like I'm pretty sure I just watched it and I don't remember anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, neither do I. This is why I take notes. Um, Do you have a TV champion of the week?
1: Yeah, uh, it's definitely going to have to be uh, Tucker. (laughs) In all seriousness, no. My... Man, this this would make more sense if you actually agreed with me on full gear, but I guess not. Um, My TV champ of the week is Matt Jackson. Yeah, that's fair enough. I thought his selling throughout the entire tag title match was just chef's kiss. Wow, They um, certainly have gone a lot better at that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um Matt's always been able to sell pretty okay, but he went next level on this one. And, you know, yeah, Yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel like I've talked enough about it. And also, like, I feel like I forgot to mention... They did, like, a lot of throwbacks to, like, old-school tag team finishes. And they did the Steiner Brothers, like, Doomsday Bulldog thing, which was so cool, by FDR. Ah, oh, man, I'm marked out hard for that.
0: Fair enough. I'm actually going to stay somewhat patriotic. Well, sort of local patriotic-y. Yeah, that word doesn't work. Someone from this area of the world. (laughs) (laughs) So my choice is the heartbreak kick Dakota Kai. Kind of patriotic. Well,
1: no, no, no. No, yeah, I should have just went with whatever you said. Yeah, Dakota... Dakota's so good. Just so good. She, um... She, she could be a star for them for years to come. Absolutely could be. Agree.
0: Oh, man. Um, so from there, Alex, are you excited about these upcoming pay-per-views this weekend?
1: <laughs> I am. I actually am. I'm looking forward to um, Sex Ferguson versus Chad Too Bad 2. Ball for a ball match. Talking Shoppermania 2.
0: I completely forgot about that.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's happening like Friday night in America, Saturday morning for me, which if it's happening Saturday morning for me, that means that is my birthday present.
0: Oh wow. Yeah, yes. yeah. You'll be you'll be turning WrestleMania play button, I believe. Yeah, exactly. Um good old Sting with his uh, drummers oh. out in the sunlight. <laughs> Yeah, Stingin' is ever
1: running away from his forehead hairline that day.
0: And that bald patch, man, that was heartbreaking. Undertaker versus Bray White in the sunlight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Obviously, Seth Rollins cashing in. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan winning the IC title, winning a different title at every WrestleMania up until that point from the past five or six years. Yep. Oh, Um, yeah. uh,
1: Daniel Bryan celebrating backstage with, like, former Intercontinental Champions, and it was, like, depressingly the last time we got to see Roddy Piper at WrestleMania, but it's still, like, super cool because he, like, stole the scene with his awesome charisma.
0: Oh man, yeah. You know Piper's up. one of my favorites. Oh
1: yeah, he's sure, Yeah, he's just one of the best. I got a. I I just saw today like f- photos of this new like WWE figure two pack that's coming out soon, and it's Mister T and Roddy Piper from WrestleMania two when they got their boxing gloves on and stuff. Oh, it's so good, so good. I want it so bad.
0: Uh, anyway the next <laughs> day because I can't think of anything else from WrestleMania 31 <laughs> oh, oh that's the last year the women's title's not defended because it's AJ and um, AJ, AJ and and against Pay. the Bellas yeah. in a tag yeah, it match is. when AJ's AJ's still Divas champ at that point
1: I think Nikki is because later that year Nikki drops it to Charlotte and Nikki had had like that lengthy title reign that like surpassed AJ's record. And where about and that was like AJ's last match, wasn't it? would be close to one of their last
0: ones, yeah. I think, I'm right. I think
1: I think that was her last match. And then like by the summer Charlotte and Becky and Sasha all come in and
0: then then it all changes, but yeah. Yeah, you are right. Nikki was the champion at that time. Yeah. Hey, I know my queen is strong style.
1: Nikki. Bree. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she dances ridiculously.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, November 15th, we'll see Impact Wrestling Turning Point 2020 on Impact Plus. And later that night, we'll see New Japan starting their best of the super juniors and World Tag League. Interesting. (laughs) Um, So, uh,
1: I still don't even know anything about these tournaments. (laughs) Besides, like we discussed last week, the competitors and all that. But I don't know who's in the World Tag League. I don't know the matches for the best of the super juniors. So we've got a fun R-Block episode coming out very soon, I
0: guess. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, tune into that one as I read out the World Tag League participants to Alex on air.
1: Oh, God. All right.
0: And then to close out the month, the last announced pay-per-view is Survivor Series November 22nd.
1: Um, I'm only interested for one reason, which is they have announced that The Undertaker will be giving his final farewell at Survivor Series, which is fitting, you know, Survivor Series is his deal, because he debuted at Survivor Series
0: 1990. I a, makes... a true Legends debut. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> if not, go yes. back, watch that Survivor Series, and then leave a comment. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I won't even say it, but um,
1: stop being such a turkey, Chris. Um... (laughs) Oh, man. But I'm interested to see what they do, because I have the weirdest feeling that it won't be his final farewell.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm sort of done with Taker and have been for a number of years. I just want the man to retire and be happy and healthy
1: yeah uh, i'm more so interested like if this is his final farewell if he comes out like out of gimmick
0: i think he'd only ever do that for hall of fame or if he comes
1: out in full gimmick and leaves out of gimmick leaves, he do, just does what he did at that WrestleMania again, leaves the hat and the coat and all that sort of do Blackie in the ring, and then he leaves just like, I'm mock now. Maybe. I <laughs> wear contra- we controversial T-shirts on my documentary that p- people don't like, but let's not talk about that. Mm. <laughs> My undertaker impression needs a little bit of
0: work. <laughs> Better than mine. Ah, so with that being said, Alex, where can the good humans find you?
1: You can find me at Booty Is Alex on Instagram and Twitter.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Uh, you can find me at I'm Chris Funder. You can follow the show on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Wrestlestyle. As well, you can listen back to the entire archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more to come soon. Ah, that was a fun show, Alex. Any final words for the humans? Am I meant to come out of that giant
1: egg?